Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to another edition of the Take 6 Podcast. I'm your host, Hunter Surplus. Today is our first TFC-only episode of the podcast. Callum and I are going to sit down and talk about the hiring of Ali Curtis as TFC's new GM and what Tim Bazbachenko's legacy will be here in Toronto. Quick reminder before the start of the show, please go follow us and subscribe to us on Spotify and or Apple Music. Also, go follow us on Instagram at Take6Podcast. Hit us on Twitter at take underscore six and follow us on Facebook at take underscore six. And don't forget to go to our website, take6.org, for some fantastic content about Raptors, Leafs, TFC, and the Blue Jays. Welcome to the Take Six Podcast. What up? What's going on, everybody? Today is our first episode of the TFC podcast for Take 6, and we've got the TFC uh, TFC something. <laughs> what are you, Callum? You're the TFC guy here, I guess. I, I, uh, I, I've got a loss of words just because I'm talking to you. Not really an uh, expert. Just... Ah, that was the word I was looking for, expert. We've got the TFC <laughs> expert here um for this episode kind of big news but it's not probably not going to be the biggest news of tfc's summer i'm assuming oh i doubt it highly yeah uh but the tim bezbachenko era for toronto fc is now officially over he took a job with the columbus crew he got promoted, so I understand why he did it. He is now the president of the Columbus crew, which is you know a step up from the general manager position. So good for him. Congratulations, Bezbachenko. And we hired... Who did we hire, Callum? Allie Curtis. That's right. Allie Curtis. Great name for soccer, uh, to be completely honest with you. Uh, he is a pretty funny-looking guy, if I do <laughs> say so myself. Um but his previous job was the sporting director of the New York Red Bulls, and he was a player. Uh, a player back in back in his heyday. So I'm assuming it's a pretty good hire, uh, Calum. So first off, before anything, you know, before we get into the whole hiring of Ali Curtis, just a little Bezbachenko thing. What do you think his do you think that his legacy is going to be a positive one? Well, obviously it's going to be a positive one. He brought, you know, some of the most successful times for this organization, but how positive do you think his legacy is going to be? And like, what do you think this Bezbachenko guy's legacy is going to be in terms of Toronto FC? So I think it's kind of like um, Anthopolis with the Jays. That, yeah, because that's what I was gonna say. That's what I was because gonna say. he he changed his team from just god awful into what last year or not last year now two years ago now the best team of all time in the MLS contending for not only like not only getting the treble in the league but also going to the finals of the the Concacaf Champions League, which is. We were we were one penalty away, pretty much, of, from winning it, which no American team team has ever done, especially against these Mexican teams. And 
I think it's because of what he did with this team. He brought in all these pieces, not only, not just because he brought in like the big players like uh, like Bradley and and Giovinco, obviously, and Altidore, but we had such a well-rounded team that we were unstoppable. And everyone was looking at our team this year, thinking that like we were just falling off super hard. But as I've said, and Hunter said many times before, it was because we were plagued by injuries, not because our team was not as good as before. They're, they definitely showed like spurts throughout the season that we still had what it took to be that team. So I think that, if we could keep this team together, it will show his legacy even better, like on how well he, he created this team. Just like I said, like Anthopolis did with the Jays. But then the same thing happened, plagued by injury. And then they brought in a new management team and look what happened. So I'm hoping it's not the same deal here because Ali Curtis did an amazing job with the Red Bulls. The Red Bulls have always been one of the top teams in the league no exception this year, even though I don't even think he was with them this year. I think he left in 2017. Yeah, he wasn't with them this year. But the thing that he's kind of like known for with the Red Bulls is their youth system has gotten like mm. probably the best in the in the whole MLS. And he's really been kind of credited for that because of how how big of a role he played in that, right? He, like the sporting director, that's kind of what they do. They do the yeah. youth system, payroll, all that kind of stuff. So he was really credited for that that really good youth system, and we'll be able to see how good he de- how good he did in that role, and how prolific these guys are actually going to be in years coming as these as these younger guys get older and start coming into the league and and showing how how good they really are. Um, and for back to Bezbachenko, like I totally agree with what you're saying. He brought this team an MLS Cup, which, you know, thinking about soccer in Toronto, I always kind of, especially right when it first started, I was like, oh, this team sucks. And they did suck for the longest time, right? I never thought that TFC was ever going to do well, you know, ever going to compete for anything. And then kind of out of nowhere, like not out of nowhere, they had a gradual build, but then out of nowhere, they had that unbelievable season where they were the best team of all time, not anymore, but they were the best team of all time at that point, and then won the MLS Cup pretty easily, if I do yeah. say so. And that was kind of shocking to me, at least. Like I wasn't really paying attention to TFC a whole lot at the time. And I know that a lot of that was because of those big names that came in, and Bezbachenko would have had a pretty big hand in getting those guys. So I think in terms of a legacy it's it's there because he won you know the first ever mls cup here and he kind of is the reason why tfc has been competitive and like fairly relevant because i know when they're when they're bad not many people care about it especially when you brought up the jays earlier when there's a team during their season that's doing so well like the Jays were in, you know, the 2015, 2014 kind of thing. So, yeah, I mean, I I think he'll be doing well. And then back to Ali Curtis here. He's kind of got a lot of he's got a lot coming up this next season. Uh, there's a lot to live up to. Exactly. Like obviously like you said, last season 
was a disappointment. Everybody knows that. And you said injuries and all that kind of stuff plagued plagued the team. But frankly, they didn't play all that well regardless. I know injuries are going to make you not play as good. We've seen that with the Raptors this year. We've seen that with the Leafs this year. We've seen that with the Jays. And it's just it's just facts. But now I think there's a lot of pressure for them to, you know, they have the whole offseason for these guys to recover and all that kind of stuff. And if they are able to keep everybody and all that kind of stuff, they're probably going to have a massive amount of pressure on the team and specifically Ali Curtis to to be able to compete as well. Do you think he'll struggle in this role? I mean, like you said before, he's a very young player-focused GM. And one of the articles I read on him was that he just expected like expecting him to not not force but like try to transition this team into like acquiring more young assets maybe trying to get draft picks and stuff like that but i don't know like i feel like he will definitely be pressured by like the president and well i mean the fans obviously to keep this team going especially because we're we're still in the concacaf cup we're in it because we won the the Canadian Cup during the during the season, so maybe they'll try to make another push for that because we went to the finals last year and lost, and that has happened before to TFC. The second year we made it into the playoffs, we got to the finals, and we lost to Seattle, and then the year after that, dominated the entire playoffs and won pretty handily. But I mean, obviously, we're still facing Mexican teams, but I feel like. Maybe the players will sign one-year contracts just to try and go for it again because that CONCACAF Cup is a big deal, especially because if you do win that, you go to face the champions of the world. You face the Champions League winner from from Europe, which is obviously the biggest one. You face the one from South America. So it's I think it's the Club World Cup, I'm pretty sure, is what it's called. And if TFC could make it to that, that'd be pretty amazing. Just to just to show that an American team can make it there. But I mean it's all speculation because there's a lot of time between now and the start of the season. As oh now and the start of the CONCACAF Cup, which is February. Actually, so it's not that much time. So that I think Ali Curtis will start working immediately on trying to either keep these players or just get rid of all of them. Because I feel like that's maybe what he's coming on to do. Because, like I said, he's a very young player-based like guy who wants just to have a younger base of a team and then work from that. So I could definitely see him trying to get rid of all these older guys who are worth a lot of money. Because maybe you want to just get a bunch of young assets compared to a couple of big name players. Obviously that's not what I want, but this might be what Ali Curtis wants to do with this team. Yeah. I, from what I understand, uh, he was kind of the most like coveted person for a, a position in the MLS, but I don't think that anyone kind of came to him with the right offer or the right spot. And I think that that says a lot about where TFC is at right now. 
obviously, you know, we've mentioned this a bunch of times that they do have some star players on the team, but they also do have some young guys who, you know, with the right guidance will be able to turn into, you know, maybe not superstars or all-stars or anything like that, but will be able to turn into some solid, if not starters, solid, you know, bench players to come to come off and provide a little bit of depth for a really good team. And it it sucks because, you know, Ali Curtis is going to have all this pressure on him and it's going to be tough for him to come in and make a lot of changes. And I know a lot of GMs kind of want to come in and brand themselves, right? Kind of make that team theirs rather than the GM before them. And that might come into play at the end of the season when you have to get rid of guys like Altador or Bradley and all that kind of stuff. So maybe he doesn't put all of his cards out in front of him right now and he waits until the end of this next season to kind of make all of his changes. But I don't know. I, I think he is a very good GM and people really want him around. And I think that, like I said, I kind of went off topic there. Like I said, I think that says a lot about where Toronto FC is right now. I think he sees potential in this team. Rarely ever do you want to go into a situation where you're going to be losing, especially when you have as good of a resume as Curtis does. So it looks it looks bright. I mean, I don't know much about this guy, and I don't know where his you know, mindset is right now. He's only 40, so... He could potentially GM for you know twenty years, and and three years of losing doesn't really matter. So, I'd like to see where he he wants to go with this, and I, I think he probably has a long term plan in his back pocket because of what he's been doing with all these youth guys, with the Red Bulls and all that kind of stuff. So, I like where he's going. We have a lot of top end talent right now. If he can keep that and then still develop the young players like he has been known to do the TFC is probably in a, in a pretty good position. Yeah, definitely. I agree with that. Um, and then where do you think this puts TFC right now? Like, do you think this is going to make it harder to sign these big name guys or, or what? Cause you know, it's always tough to come in with a new relationship with your manager and sometimes they don't always see eye to eye. So do you mm-hmm. think that that'll, you know, kind of hinder the the potential to sign an Altador or a Bradley to another extension? See, there was always speculation before. Oh, there's big speculation after the season we just had, even before anyone knew Bezbachenko was going to leave, that like Giovinco was probably going to go to like a, a better league per se because he. He's shown himself as a, an amazing player. Maybe go back to the Italian league or something like that. And then Altador and uh, Bradley. I mean, they, they're getting kind of old. Not super old. Like, they're still playing well. Just, I don't know where the TFC management stands right now. Like, I'm depending on... I think it depends on how much they ask for. Because... The T, uh, not TFC. The MLS has not been known to pay like huge amount. Oh, they have been known to pay a huge amount of money for single players, not multiple players. Like, 
like TSC has because most teams don't have this large number of uh, of star players that they're considered to be like uh, Altador and Bradley and Giovinco and and Vasquez and uh, yeah like all these guys who are worth a pretty penny probably worth more than we were paying them to other teams if they were to just get one player. But I think that these guys wanted to stay as one team just because they knew how well they could play together. But now, I don't know. I don't know if they want, because they haven't really said anything. No one's, they haven't said if they want a lot of money or like they want to stay for another year or anything like that. I, I feel like we might be in a good position bringing in a new GM or like like you said, we we could not be. We don't know what these guys are saying to each other or what Ali thinks should be done with this team since it just happened. I feel like in a couple of weeks more information will come out as to what's going to happen with the future of this team. So I'd say it's it's up in the air right now as to what this team, as to what's going to happen to TFC. It, yeah, I, it's, it's tough to speculate right off the bat, right? Like, I don't I don't think anyone could really guess what's going to go on, especially with all the questions surrounding Giovinco, Altador, Bradley. But I think it's a good sign that, you know, they were able to... Like, although the decision caught the team off guard, I think it's a good sign that, you know, ownership and all that kind of stuff were able to come to a conclusion about a manager so quickly, which might mean that you know they want to have a they want to show that they're a stable franchise for some of these big name guys who will want that kind of stuff in an organization especially when they're kind of not I wouldn't say counting down you know to the end of their career but they're definitely not they're not going upwards at, at the moment right now so I I like the decision right away kind of act fast uh, pretty much happened within a couple days um, so it's, I think they're probably looking to keep the guys, whether they do or not. I, I, I couldn't, I couldn't guess, but I think it's a good sign in terms of trying to keep these guys around. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. All right. So that should probably do it for this episode not a whole lot else is going on with tfc right now i'm sure some more news will come out in you know the coming weeks as training camp kind of starts to to come up in the next couple weeks i'm sure a couple more things will come out and maybe we'll be able to squeeze in a few more episodes before the season actually starts callum it was fantastic talking to you buddy I hope you enjoy the rest of your day and uh, get get to school safely. You too. (laughs) Have a good one, buddy.